Hi, and welcome to 5 Minutes of Rum, notes on rum, a few minutes at a time. My name is Kevin Updegrove. Uh, first up in this episode will be some episode 11 follow-up, uh, the J. Ray and Ting, which I mentioned in episode 11. I'm going to try that in this episode. And then I'm going to look at two more Demerara rums, um, which we talked about originally in episode 8. In this episode, we're going to talk about El Dorado 21 and El Dorado 12. So first up, um, episode 11 was primarily about uh, Ray and Nephew overproof rum, uh, making Falernum and then using that in a, a modified version of a classic tiki cocktail. That cocktail was the Hawaiian Eye, and, and we substituted Ray and Nephew in that drink. But another thing that was mentioned in episode 11 was that 90, uh, according to some reports, 90% of the rum consumed in Jamaica is Ray and Nephew overproof rum, and that one of the most common ways to have that in Jamaica is using a Jamaican grapefruit soda called Ting. So after that episode um, was put together and, and posted, I went down to High Time in Costa Mesa. Um, I should probably put a, I've talked about them a few times, so I should probably put a link to them in the show notes. I don't know what the shipping policies are outside of California, but at least in California, High Time has a really good selection and has a fantastic flat rate on shipping to states that are near California. I think California and Arizona and maybe one other uh, where you can do up to 12 bottles uh, shipped for a flat rate of $9.99. So not really needing to plug High Time, but I really like that store and that's a pretty good deal. Anyway, so went down to High Time in person, found that they had a bottle of this Jamaican uh, grapefruit soda called Ting. It's not the easiest soda to find. Uh, but if you have a, a local soda shop that uh, can do special requests, you may want to ask if they can pick up Ting um, so that you can try it with this rum. Anyways, so Ting on its own is, um, I don't have a very good frame of reference because I, I want to say because it's a grapefruit soda that's carbonated and and slightly sweetened that it might be analogous to squirt. Uh, but I haven't had squirt um, in probably 15 to 20 years, so I don't know that I can say that it tastes like that. On its own, it was actually... Uh, surprisingly not bitter. I was expecting for a grapefruit soda to have a little bit more bitterness. It's not overly sweet, but I think the the balance of it is really good. And particularly on a hot weekend like um, is currently going on, it actually is very, very refreshing. So to make the to mix this with the J. Ray and Nephew um, is the drink that is commonly referred to as a J. Ray and Ting. Um, it's a very, very simple recipe because it's just a highball. So it's kind of like a, a dark and stormy or other sort of highball drinks or even a rum and coke. Um, it's two ounces of the J, and, J. Ray and Nephew or Ray and Nephew Overproof Rum, and then four ounces of Ting Soda, and maybe a squeeze of lime and a lime garnish on top. And that's all built inside a Collins glass um, over big ice cubes. Um, and when you put that together, I can clink it right here. Um, that is a really super refreshing drink um, that really, well, it retains a lot of the elements of the Ray and Nephew overproof rum. So all the things that were talked about in episode 11 are still present, um, cut with the grapefruit soda. They, we work together really nicely. And once it's had a chance to mellow out over the ice, uh, it's very refreshing. Um, it's not one of those drinks where you're disguising the rum within a soda. So a lot of times with, uh, maybe a not so good rum, maybe you're disguising that with Coke, or maybe you're having the dark and stormy and the ginger beer kind of overpowers the rum based on what kind of rum you're having. But that's not the case. The the J the Ray and Nephew Overproof is strong enough that it's going to cut through the soda, but they complement each other very nicely. So um, if you have the means to pick up Ting or you can seek it out, um, again, I, like, it's not the easiest soda to find, but if you have it, um, that's another good use for the Ray and Nephew that uh, we talked about in episode 11. And I will have photos of the soda bottle, uh, a link to Ting, um, and a photo of the cocktail up in the show notes. 
So today's first feature rum uh, is Eldorado 21. So uh, Eldorado 21 is a Demerara rum. So a quick refresh on Demerara rum, which we talked about in episode eight. Uh, Demerara rum comes from Guiana. It is a English style rum. Um, it is a rum that has a, uh, a certain amount of sweetness. It's not a sweet rum, but it has a certain amount of sweetness from the Demerara uh, sugar cane that's grown in Guiana. And then the traditional description for a Demerara rum is some element of smoke or smokiness. Um, and the Eldorado rum, another another quick recap from episode eight, uh, Eldorado is a product of Demerara Distillery Limited. Demerara Distillery Limited is currently the only distillery on Guiana. They produce all the rum on Guiana, all the Demerara rum, and then they distribute that sort of raw material to other uh, rum producers who can then take that uh, bottle it, um, put it in oak casks, sort of make it their own. But all of the rum comes from Demerara Distillery Limited, and then El Dorado is their own brand that they formed in 1992. So particular about the El Dorado 21, this rum is bottled at uh, 80 proof, uh, 40% alcohol by volume, and it's a blend of rums. And then this is pretty common when you think of, uh, when you see a rum and it has a year in the number, a year in the number, has a, a number on the name. The number generally indicates if it's a, a year that that is the youngest rum in the bottle and that there could be older rum in the bottle. So in this case, the Eldorado 21, the 21 is a designation that that is the youngest rum. There could be, because it's a blend, there could be older rums, older than 21 years old inside uh, this particular rum. Um, go to the, if you go to the Eldorado site, I have a link that to that in the show notes as well. Um, they will tell you it's a combination of pot and column stills. Uh, so that's another characteristic common to Jamaican rums where they come, you know, they use a couple different stills. And, and Demerara Distillers Limited is very proud of the stills that they have. They, they named them, they actually, not only do they name them, but they call out which ones they are. Um, and I think in a future episode when we cover Eldorado 15, um, I'm going to do a little bit more research on the particular stills that they use. But the description that they have for Eldorado 21 is... It uses the Enmore wood coffee still and the Versailles single wooden pot still and then the Albion Saval still. So as you can tell, they're, they're calling them out specifically by name and they're particularly proud of their stills that they're using and this product that they're producing. Ooh, product. I really don't like referring to it as product. I'd like to strike that from the record, but I don't really want to edit it later. Um, so, And then the description that they use is lush tropical fruit and spice nose with hints of honey and dark sugar uh, with it being round mellow full-bodied palate with rich flavors of fruit and spice Um, so a lot of descriptive words there uh, to describe their rum we're going to come back to that when we get to el dorado 12 in a few minutes so um, i'm going to diverge for a second as a 21 year old rum this rum was likely bottled in 1992 so it's certainly not the oldest spirit you're going to find on the market, but it's no slouch when it comes to age. Um, and in case it's you know difficult to put that into perspective and not really to read directly from the internet, um, I want to touch on a couple of things that were actually happening in 1992 to maybe refresh your memory. So uh, in 1992, Windows 3.1 was the newest operating system released by Microsoft. Um, I believe, uh, according to this site here, AT&T released a video telephone for the cool sum of $1,499. Uh, the Space Shuttle Endeavor had its you know, successful maiden voyage. Um, and then if we look at some other sort of pop culture type things, uh, the number one movie in 1992 when this rum here was bottled 
was Aladdin, with the number two movie being Home Alone 2. Um, if we look at some other popular songs, uh, the number one single that year was Boys to Men, Into the Road, um, and A Little Baby Got Back at number two by Sir Mix-a-Lot. Uh, hopefully you're not feeling completely old right now. Um, the Pittsburgh Penguins won the Stanley Cup. Um, some current uh, TV shows during that period would be the popular TV shows during 1992, Roseanne, Murphy Brown, Cheers, Home Improvement. So, um, again, not really want to spend a lot of time reading from the Internet, but just to give you a little perspective of, you know, thinking back when this rum was actually put, um, you know, st- when this rum was actually put into a barrel and then, you know, in, t- in anticipation of being bottled, uh, 1992 was when it was put in that bottle. So uh, very very uh, old, but not as old as, say, maybe some scotches that you may find or even some other rums. There are some pretty exclusive rums. Um, Appleton, I think, recently put out, I'd have to look this up specifically, but I think they put out a 50-year-old rum. And then there's a lot of um, older scotches from um, from Scotland, for instance. Uh, this particular rum, the Eldorado 21, is very expensive. Uh, my bottle was a gift. Um Anything that's a certain over a certain price point that's in my collection was more than likely a gift. Uh, this bottle in particular, you know, a standard 750 milliliter bottle retails for about a hundred dollars. Um, I have a link to another review in the show notes um, if you want to read what somebody else has written up about this rum. But my tasting notes when I um, when I've tasted this rum, um, in terms of appearance, um, it has a very um, deep and consistent brown color in the glass. Uh, when you swirl it around, it has very slow developing legs that drip from the side slowly. In terms of aroma, you do get a deep brown sugar smell. Um, no real hint of smoke. Um, the smokiness, again, is one of the things you're looking for with a Demerara rum. Um, but nor do you have any nasal burn at all. I mean, it, it smells like a spirit, um, but very well-mannered and well-behaved. And then in terms of taste, um, when tasting it, there's a little bit of spice on the tongue, but it's you know pretty slowly developing and then the spice actually probably comes up more as it's starting to finish. So it's really not the first flavor you hit. Um, despite the description on El Dorado's site, I don't get a lot of fruit notes from it. Again, I do get a deep sugar element, a lot like the aroma. Um, and then it's, I would say it's not sweet, but it has a rich flavor. You know, sort of, you know, keep in mind, this is a, a sugar flavor that's developed over 21 years in a barrel and it gives it a certain amount of depth. Um, and then the, the interesting thing, fact about this is that uh when you are an interesting observation i should say i don't know if it's fact but for me when i drink this rum the alcohol is almost imperceptible which is very odd um i would think that it would you know be a a relatively pronounced spirit um but it almost feels like oh you know you as a second thought you're like oh this is actually you know a spirit this is actually a rum but it's it's very much the alcohol elements very much in the background um on the finish there's a small amount of heat on the finish. It's not particularly long. Um, and again, it's almost hard to tell you that you're drinking this rum neat. Um, you know, for people that aren't particularly into sipping rum neat, if they had the occasion to try Eldorado 21, I think this is one of those things that they would really, really like um, because it doesn't have that, you know, I mean, think back to the Ray and Nephew Overproof or even, you know, sipping the Eldorado 5. It's it's a totally different experience. So, you know, in summary on the Eldorado 21, I would characterize this as a luxurious sipping rum, um, particularly fitting because of its price point. Um, and not that you would, but the more delicate delicate notes in this rum would be lost in a cocktail, even a daiquiri. Um, so I wouldn't recommend mixing this with anything. A lot of times if you want to, you know, after you sip a rum neat, if you want to know a little bit more about its character, 
you'll make a, a simple daiquiri with it and just pair it with some sugar syrup and lime. And, you know, that's you, how you can open up the rum and, and get a little bit other, some of its other characteristics. I wouldn't do that with this rum. Uh, this is definitely a special occasion rum. And if you buy a bottle, um, I would say definitely savor it. Now, because El Dorado 21 is, is that special occasion rum and, you know, costs $100 a bottle, um, I didn't want to have that be the only rum in this episode because it kind of leaves you wanting. Um, I don't anticipate a lot of people are going to go out and just drop 100 bucks on a bottle of rum. Um, and so I wanted to, it was also a good opportunity to pair this against another Eldorado product. So the next rum that I'm going to talk about is the Eldorado 12-year rum. Um, so the Eldorado 12, much more affordable than 21. You can probably find this, it's actually, you know, a really reasonable for what you get. Um, you can find this at most liquor stores for around $25. Um, after Lemonheart 80 dried up, so there was a little bit of discussion in the, um, I believe it was episode nine on Lemonheart 151. There was a period of time where not only Lemonheart 151, but Lemonheart 80 sort of dried up on the market. Uh, at that point in time, Eldorado was readily, readily available and Eldorado 20, or sorry, Eldorado 12 <laughs> became, uh, my go-to Demerara for, uh, both mixing and for sipping, um, until very recently when I was made aware of the Eldorado eight and started to pick that up. Um, and El Dorado eight is definitely something that I'll talk about on a future episode, but I'm kind of, I feel like lately I've been hitting the Jamaican and Demerara rums pretty hard. So it'll be a future episode along with El Dorado 12. Anyways, uh, getting back to El Dorado, I'm sorry, El Dorado 15 in a future episode. So getting back to El Dorado 12, again, this is readily available in most liquor stores. Um, and I, there was a quote from Edward Hamilton from the ministry of rum that he said in a post on Tiki central that I agreed with when I made El Dorado 12 sort of my go-to for a while. Um, and that quote was, I agree that Eldorado 12 is an upgrade to El, uh, Lemonheart 80 or Eldorado 5. It's a few dollars more, but I'm worth it. And again, you're not paying too much more than Eldorado 5. It's it's a little bit more. Um, I would probably argue that right now the best mixer in the Eldorado line is Eldorado 8. But 12, you can't go wrong with 12. If you were just going to pick one to have both mixing and sipping, I would say Eldorado 12 is the sweet spot for those. Um, like the Eldorado 5 and the Eldorado 21, it is also bottled at 80 proof or 40% alcohol by volume. And it also is a blend of rums with, again, the youngest being 12. So going back to that, if you see a, an age on a rum, it's probably, that's a probably an indication that that's the youngest rum that's included. And it could be older rums that are blended in with that. Uh, so the description from the Eldorado website, again, they can, they call this a combination of pot and column stills, and they're calling out their stills that they're using by name. Um, it's a combination of the Enmore and Diamond Coffee Stills and the uh, Port Morant Double Wooden Pot Still. And then it's blended and aged in bourbon oak barrels. And interestingly, um, they describe this in a very similar manner to the Eldorado 21-year rum. So their description is lush tropical fruit and spice nose with hints of honey and dark sugar, round, mellow, full-bodied palate with rich flavors of fruit and spice. The finish is delightful, elegant, and dry. So I know it's you know not necessarily that you memorize the description from Eldorado 21, but I can tell you that's the exact same description that they used for Eldorado 21, except they added that line about the finish. The finish is delightful, elegant, and dry. So adding that line and leaving the rest the same, I wonder if that means anything. So uh, tasting the Eldorado 12. First, you know, in the glass, it's a, it's a medium brown when held up, uh, when you hold it in the glass up to a light. Uh, close to an amber maple syrup. I would say it's a little bit lighter than the 21 and a little bit quicker to form legs in the glass when you swirl it around. 
Uh, the aroma is, I would say, mostly wood with a background of sweetness. Uh, you get a little bit more of the the barrel nose than the 21, even though it's had less time in that barrel. Um, that's probably the predominant aroma when you first smell it is the fact you can you can tell distinctly this has been in an oak barrel. When it comes to taste, um, you get a little bit more of the wood taste. Again, uh, even though the other rum has been in the barrel longer, I think you get a little bit more of the wood taste um, and the barrel taste in the Eldorado 12. Um, you also, I, I got a little bit of a pepper and a little bit of other spice on the tongue. Um, I, again, like the 21, I don't get a lot of the fruit notes that the distiller has mentioned. Um, and in the background is the Demerara sugar. So it's not, again, it's not sugary sweet, uh, but as you let it finish, the you can taste a little bit of that Demerara sugar in the background. Um, the finish on this one is a, you know, a drier finish. It has that uh, faint, a faint lingering glow as it you know goes down your throat. Um, and the dry, the dry finish is a bit of that smoke element that you're expecting from a Demerara. So I think in the case of the Eldorado 12, you're getting more of a pronounced finish and you're getting a little bit more of the smokiness that you weren't getting in the Eldorado 21. Um, and again, to go back to the eight, which we'll talk about in a future show, um, it probably has a little bit more of the smoke in the finish, whereas the Eldorado eight has a little bit more of the uh, smoke when you're drinking it. Um, so to summarize the Eldorado 12, um, I would say this is a rum, again, you feel free to sip this neat or substitute for any recipe where you uh, see Demerara rum being called for it, with the exception being Lemonheart 151. Uh, a totally versatile and a really good rum at its price point. Um, I highly, re highly recommend picking up the Eldorado 12 um, and having that in your in your you know rum repertoire. Uh, even if you don't pick up the 21 for obvious price considerations, I definitely pick up the 12. I think you would really like it, again, not only for sipping neat, but also for mixing. Um, comparing it real quick, I know I've made a couple notes comparing it to the 21 to the 12, um, but I would say comparing them here directly when, you know, while undeniably a good sipping rum, the 12 reminds you more that it's a spirit. It's a little boozier in a way. It has more distinct characteristics, which isn't really all that shocking considering the difference in aging between the two. Um, you know, I haven't ever spoken to the master blender of Eldorado or Demerara Distillers Limited, uh, but I wonder if that has something to do with the extra aging or if it has something to do with the different stills. There is something that makes a distinction between the 12 and the 21, and I don't know exactly what that is. Um, I did an informal tasting last week with some family members, and the general consensus in that tasting was the 12 retains more of what makes a Demerara a Demerara, um, and I can't really dispute that point. Um, I also feel like I could put down a, an entire bottle of Eldorado 21 without realizing what I had done just because it's so easy to drink and has you know, a, you know, a lot less of that alcohol burn. So that's it for this episode. Um, no cocktail on this one. We'll get back to cocktails in the next episode. Uh, next time, we're going to talk about Ron Matusalem Plantino, which is a silver rum from the Dominican Republic. Thank you for listening. Show links are up on the 5 Minutes of Rum website. That's number 5 minutesofrum.com. The show is also on iTunes as 5 Minutes of Rum. On iTunes, you can subscribe, rate the show, even leave a review. Uh, if you like the show, tell your friends um, and leave a review on iTunes or rate on rate the show on iTunes. It helps more people find it, and then more people start drinking good rum. Uh, the show is also on Twitter as at Five Minutes of Rum, so that's the at symbol number Five Minutes of Rum. Uh, please send in your comments, your corrections, your feedback, and even your requests via the Five Minutes of Rum website or on Twitter. And now, go get some rum. <laughs>